their answer is to be ripped and macho and all this good stuff. And that, that, that's not what masculine men are all about. This message of macho, of have big muscles and make a lot of money is not remotely enough to teach a man how to be a man. Boys are looking to women to find out what a man should be, and then their other alternative might be what they see on TV or social media. They don't have men in their lives. They have a bunch of boys they compete with. When we look back in history, you know, boys would go out with the men and they would almost graduate into manhood at a certain age. They were taught by their fathers how to be men. And some dude who learned how to be good at the YouTube algorithm and get a lot of eyeballs is like now being seen as an actual authority. As men, if we're gonna be self-sufficient and sovereign, we need to realize that there may be an ulterior motive of what's coming through the pipe. These young men don't know where to go. They have no concept how to take responsibility for their life. The difference between boy and a man, you gotta be able to put someone else in front of you someone else's needs and well-being before yours. You're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once were. You live life on your own terms. You're self-sufficient. You think for yourself and you march to the beat of your own drum. When life knocks you down, you get back up because in your gut, you know that's what men do. You're a badass and a warrior. And on the days when you forget, we are here to remind you who you really are. Welcome to the Sovereign Man Podcast. I'm your man, Nikki Ballou. And I'm here with my men, Rob Arpa and Steve Richmond. And we are here to talk about this new panel series we're doing called The Misguided Man. And I'm very excited about this panel series because I think we're going to be busting some myths that are keeping men from living life as the best version of themselves. Men, what's going on? How are you doing? Good to have you here. So, Richmond, let's begin with you. Let's talk about the misguided man. You know, why do you think this is a topic, this is a theme that's important for us to explore and for men to be aware of in 2023? Well, I think the fact that it is 2023 is actually part of the problem is men have access to so much differing information these days on how to show up as a man. And there's also the scarcity of men who grow up with fathers these days and uh you know they're looking for information on how to be a man and a lot of what i'm seeing on youtube and we've discussed in the past is this this very macho image of how to be a man and it's not really serving these men like it's good to be physically fit and all that stuff but the physical fitness is for your health. It's not to be, you know, this impressive man out there. And uh, I, I just, I, I find that they're, they don't know how to treat women because there's so many confusing messages out there about that too. And uh, their answer is to be ripped and macho and all this good stuff. And that's, that, that's not what masculine men are all about. They don't get emotional. Masculine men don't 
don't easily get emotional and, and upset about things and come from their ego. And to me, that's what masculinity is. It's, as we discussed many times, just being the rock, whether you're with a woman or not, just, just, you know, knowing who you are as a man. Arpa, please, your thoughts on this. I totally agree with Thredgeman uh, around how how boys are being raised. And uh, I, I see it within our circles. You know, boys are looking to women to find out what, what a man should be. And then their other alternative might be, you know, what they see on TV or social media. You know, being all built and ripped is cool. Doesn't make you a doesn't make you a man. Uh, we could see this with uh, some of the some of the the gay men that are out there. Like they're they're totally great physical condition, but are they any more of a man than anyone else is? You know, I I, I don't I don't think so. Right, and I think that the the value of what a real man is or what a man should be is being lost because, like, well, what's the stat? Something like. 60% of boys are born without up without a father figure. It's insane. Yeah. The the school system that they're that we immerse them in is is 90% women, you know, coming from femininity. Even some of the men that are in there now, they're they're transgenders, you know, posing as as women, trying to, you know, exude female characteristics. It's like where where are these boys supposed to learn what a man is? You know? So yeah, it's uh, it's a we're in a really confusing time. And you look at the commercials these days. I mean, when's the last time you saw a heterosexual, same-colored couple on an ad? They're either gay, they're they're interracial. Not that I have anything against that, but if if I'm a young white boy growing up, uh, all I see on TV is nothing related to my parents. That's true. But you know what, though, Richmond, I, I see that stuff and, and I don't know, may, maybe I'm, I'm a cynical person, but I look at it and I'm like, these marketers are taking advantage of a, of a certain demographic, right? Because like two yeah. men two men to have children well, is like very slim. And, you know, they'll have to adopt and, and few of them do. And the ones that don't are just flush in cash. So I can understand why those ads are like that. And, and the, the thing that, that uh, you know, I... I bothers me is that we we tolerate this stuff you know like yeah it's virtue signaling they're trying to win uh um they're trying to win the approval of people that are not their customers and many of them are doing this sort of shit because they want to raise their esg scores so companies like blackrock will give them access to capital that's part of the problem let's get back to the conversation of you know the misguided man I think what Richmond said was that there's a scarcity of men growing up with involved fathers in their lives. I think we can all fucking see that that's accurate and true. And there's a lot of young men that don't have fathers in their lives that are fucking looking to YouTube and podcasts to learn how to be a man. They're yep. trying to learn. It's like the blind leading the blind. Some dude who learned how to be good at the YouTube algorithm and get a lot of eyeballs is like now being seen as an actual authority. No, you're not an authority. You're just a good fucking marketer and influencer. Marketer and influencer does not equal authority. Doesn't mean you know shit. 
right? And that's the whole problem right now, as Richmond, you're saying, is this message of macho, of have big muscles and make a lot of money is not remotely enough to teach a man how to be a man. Not at all. Yeah. No, I've actually had some younger men, uh, you know, prospect, client prospects that, uh, you know, at the, at the very mention of, you know, don't share all your feelings with your woman. They're like, no, no, no. So-and-so on YouTube said to do this and I, I should be deep and open. And, and you know, uh, the question is, so how's that working? Well, you know, I'm on my third girlfriend in two years. Third girlfriend in two years. That's yeah. funny. <clears throat> but that's the thing. It's, you know, and, I, and I've seen it in my own family. It's, you know, you, you can't just dump all your feelings onto a woman but these these young men don't know where to go and they definitely you know they don't have men in their lives they have a bunch of boys they compete with that think they're men you know to some extent i mean this goes back to when i was in my late 20s and 30s this was the the push was you know to to be the be to share your feelings with your women, open up and all this bullshit. And I, I mean, that's how I fucked up my marriage. She heard all my fucking problems. So, <laughs> so, right. So we're talking about the misguided man, macho versus masculine. And a big part of the problem, and frankly, I really appreciate this conversation because it's giving me more fodder for my business podcast around, you know, a fucking... Uh, influ- a marketer and influencer versus an actual authority and thought leader with authoritative information. So the question then becomes, right, because let's be honest, we're kind of taking advantage of, you know, YouTube and podcasts right now with what we're saying. How does yeah, somebody... my mind when you said that. <laughs> I know. So, you know, we got to be a little bit honest that we are, we are jumping on the bandwagon somewhat, but how can a young man or any man for that matter discern who the fuck they should listen to. They haven't had fathers in their lives and they're going on to YouTube and the the guy with the most eyeballs, usually not the guy with the best information. That's what we need to say out there. I think I'm going to say that as a, that is going to be a blue fucking piece of thought leadership. The guy with the most eyeballs is usually not the guy with the best information. So how do we find the guy with the best information? The best thing a young man can do is start to find his men. And the more that women take their place at the table, the more men need to find their men. Not not the boys to go partying and get in the high with, but they're, they're a handful of men that they can lean on and talk about deep personal shit with. Yeah. But in this day and age, that's a, that's a difficult thing because like there's there's men in their thirties that are still forties maybe still living like boys because they yeah well, yeah when we look back in history you know boys would go out with the men and they would almost graduate into manhood at a certain age they were taught by their fathers how to be men and you know by you know yeah. 13, 14 years old they would you know they would be celebrated and welcomed into the manhood so. For a boy to identify the men in old tribes, it was easy. It was by age because every man had to get to that point, right? They learned the same lessons. But now, now it's been watered down, neglected, uh, 
you know, all this behavior has been tolerated to the point where now boys don't know who to turn to. What's a good no, man? Well, and part of it, too, is even if they did have a dad, a lot of the dads, I mean, I watched it with Mike. They're they're trying to be their friends. And it, it's, it's not <laughs> serving them later yeah. on in life. You know, so like, yeah, I mean, shit, I was married at 21 years old and on my own. And uh, I see men in their mid 30s that are still living at home because they don't they, they have no concept how to take responsibility for their lives. Yeah. So let me just recap all this. OK, because I think this is very important that we encapsulate it in, in, in a bullet point format that men can easily grasp, digest and understand. So the guy with the most eyeballs on social media is usually not the guy with the best information. He's usually the guy that's the most popular. And what does popular mean? Popular usually means conventional, the path of least resistance, right? It usually means you're following information that's based on the lowest common denominator. And the lowest common denominator is basically the dumbest, least intelligent, least proven source of information. That's a fact. That's a straight up a fact. The smartest people are usually not, like in the past, we wouldn't go look and say, oh, that's a radio talk show host. That's a game show host. That is the fucking guy we're going to let operate on our brain, right? That's the guy, the guy who talks about, it. like, we go, no, we want the guy nobody's ever heard of, who's a fucking specialist, who's been studying for a gazillion years about brains. We want him operating on our brains. And so today, the YouTube generations turn all that upside down. Go, no, he's on YouTube. It must mean he's something. No, he's on YouTube. It should automatically make you skeptical. You should automatically put him to the test. And the smartest thing you can do is get off of YouTube, start meeting people, real people, real human beings, and starting to develop relationships with them and see who are men who actually know what the fuck they're talking about based on creating success in various aspects of their lives. So, not just the dude with the six pack. You can talk to the dude with the six pack about how you can get a six pack, but you should talk to the dude with a 30 year strong marriage whose wife still yeah. looks at him with yeah. googly eyes. You should talk to the dude whose kids aren't, you know, drunk and uh, on, on, on crack, right? You should talk to the fellow whose kids actually, uh, uh, the businessman whose kids actually are well adjusted and grew their business to the next level. Donald Trump comes to mind. His fucking kids aren't crack addicts like Joe Biden's and they're actually developing a powerful business, right? You should talk to men and seek out men who are quiet, who are not shouting from the rooftops, but who actually have experienced success in all the areas of life that are important to men. And if you're not doing that, if you're going to YouTube and you're jumping on Andrew Tate, fuck yeah, Rolo Tomasi, fuck yeah. You know, Ed Milet and some of these guys, I'm, I'm not saying everything they're saying is bad. All I'm saying is if that's the entire source of your information, you're a dumbass. Because basically you're listening to information that's been designed for dumbasses. It's been dumbed down to appeal, not smartened up to actually illuminate. It's the carrot in front of the horse, right? You know, it's information and communication today, but there's no connection. And... It, I see it in our in our men's circles too. It, the the age of mentorship is just disappearing. 
and mentorship is critical to anybody's growth be it you know from a father from a cub leader from a you know sergeant and they're absorbing all this information and i i get calls all the time from men well you know i got to lead a meeting i want the information it's like well no what what is it you want to do i'm not just going to download a bunch of information to you that's not going to serve you men aren't going to a men aren't going to take it in but more importantly talk about you know like what we do with the books it's like talk about what comes up for you and how that that shows up in your life so another man can learn from it. Don't just dispense information to But that's what's going on is, you know, oh, you know, I read this and I can do this. And, and, and nine times out of ten, it, it all conflicts with each other, too. Like, this is how you should treat a woman. No, this is how you should treat a woman. No fucking wonder they're confused. Yeah, I think, uh, honestly, they're following... They're following false prophets. Yeah. Well, I see it with young couples. They're, they're walking with a kid in the stroller, and they're both on their phone. It's like, where the hell's the connection there? Who the phone? Come on, man. In the, in the <laughs> Give the two-year-old a phone. That message has to travel a couple couple hundred miles before it gets to her. She's standing right beside you. Exactly. You, know, that's, uh, you know, that's funny. Like, uh, you know, it, The thought just occurred to me is like, you know, a lot of these boys are, are are seeking women to find out how to treat and be with women, and then it's like you look what look at women in high school, man. They are vicious towards each other. It's like that almost makes no sense. That's, yeah. You know, they don't, some women just don't know how to be with other women, and like you know, boys are turning to them to figure out how to be with them. Like, ah, kind of weird, no? Well, and. <laughs> kind of paralleling something that was just crossing my mind too it's like you know when i grew up you got into fights in school and you learned shit when you got into fights whereas now it's it's all poo-pooed you can't fight you have to go have anger or uh, conflict management classes and all this other bullshit all it's doing is teaching boys to be like women and then they backstab and they you know Women are vicious because they're not physical with each other nine times out of ten. And they can just tear women down. They're worse. Yeah. Right? But that's what men are I think that's where we get into, like, Jordan Peterson, where, you know, he'll say, like, two boys, they will physically abuse each other. But after that, they're they're usually pretty good. Like, this is mind-boggling to women. But to us us men and and even the boys, it's... Some of us have gone to school, school, uh, schoolyard scraps, fights, quarrels, whatever, and then next recess, your friends again, right? Like that, that's for boys, that's that's normal, that's normal, normal behavior. Women, no, man, when they tear each other down, they go on for months, years. Social media is is the downfall of, 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 of femininity because, like, they are they absolutely abolish each other online. They, I don't know what the stats are. But I'll guarantee you they're a shit ton higher with men behaving that way than beating the crap out of each other these days. Which, and quite frankly, I think the whole macho, you know, carrying a knife, carrying the gun. Because they've never had somebody knock their fucking lights out. Well, you know, Mike Tyson, um, 
said everybody's got a plan till they get punched in the face. And he also <laughs> said that uh, the internet and social media have made a lot of people brave because they're far removed from the consequences of somebody yeah. punching them in the mouth. And in the face, yeah. Yeah, for myself, you, you know, sometimes I wonder, am I going to want to say what I'm about to say online? Would I say it to this person's face? Right. Would I say it to Mike Tyson's face if he was standing in front of me? Yeah, I'd probably be a lot more diplomatic uh, about how I put that Keep out your there. Hands over your ears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, he, hands over your ears, man. That's funny. But, you know, you, you, you need to. A friend of mine used to belong to a gym that was run by and mostly populated by ex-cons. And I said, well, why the fuck do you go to that gym? Aren't they rough men? He goes, that's the most polite gym I've ever been to. Everybody teaches each other, treats each other with respect. I go, really? But why? He said, think about it. You don't know who the fuck you're messing with. You do not want to say the wrong thing to the wrong guy in that gym because you could end up with a shank in your ribs and dead. So you don't just grab a man's bench. You say, excuse me, sir. Are you using the bench? May I work in with you? Would that be okay? No. When will you be done with the bench? When will it be okay for me to come back? Five minutes. Thank you. I'll check with you in five minutes. That's how everybody talks to each other in that gym with ex-cons. Because, you know, you don't want to fuck with those men. And I think there's men today that are too ready to try to fuck with men. You know, it's it's nuts. It's nuts. YouTube's riddled with videos like that too, where a man just steps out of line, and it's like it's usually it's like these these odd, very quiet individuals, and all of a sudden it's like boom, one shot to the chin, buddy's down. That's it. Yeah. And words his lesson, walks away, everything's all good, right? But you know what's funny too is like uh, with with that that story, I'm reminded of um, uh, I forget what state it was. I, I read about a state that changed their laws from uh, no public carry to concealed carry, and as soon as you got concealed carry crime goes down. Why? Because nobody knows who, when, and how many others will turn around and, and you know, stand up for something, you know, when, when someone's trying to rob a convenience store, right? You know, if you're if you're a perpetrator looking to rob the place, you walk in, who's got the pistol and where the hell are they? You know, you got, you got one individual by the potato chips, you got another one by, by the by the beer, and then you got the guy behind the counter. Even the guy behind the counter. It's like how many how many pieces does this guy have hiding underneath that counter now? He's packing. He's packing. God bless now. America. God bless America for that. Right. And there's only a couple states that are like that. I've been saying like here in Toronto, that's what we need. We need concealed carry laws here. Why? Just just to stop the riffraff, you know, because then you, you never know, never know where it's coming from. But oh, if you had concealed carry laws over here. I tell you, I'd be a lot more fucking polite to certain people on the street. <laughs> <laughs> I think the most valuable aspect of today's talk is that we blew up YouTube and these popular fucking influencers as authoritative sources because they are not authoritative sources. They're anything but authoritative sources. Yeah. That's where you're, that's where the man's mental sovereignty comes into play, right? And we always talk about, you know, what's a sovereign man? How how is a self-sufficient man out in the world? And that's where that's where that needs to be. A man needs to recognize that, you know, on, on some level, you know, you a platform like YouTube may be trying to control your thoughts through the through the feed that it provides you, right? And we found that. You know that happens a lot when it comes to political elections 
Same thing with mainstream media. Mainstream media has been doing it since when? Since like the the Tea Party in the United States, right? When they when they fought for independence. Oh, well before that, brother. Mainstream media has been doing it for two hundred years, bro. At least that was uh, like the the very first. uh, At least at least from the tour I did in Boston, they said the very first, you know, uh, recorded piece of American propaganda was when they they went back. uh, They sent a, a an article to a to a neighboring state about. You know the the British invading. They weren't really invading at the time, and they, re- they were able to regroup all of New England together. But anyways, but this is this is what's been going on for hundreds of years. And, and as men, if we're going to be self sufficient and sovereign, we need to realize that you know there may be an ulterior motive of what's coming through the pipe. Well, and I think too uh, when Baloo was talking about uh, prisoners. I, I always remember reading uh, The Road Less Traveled back in the, just before I did my men's weekend, late 80s. Prisons are filled with men of high self-esteem, and we have spent 50 years raising high self-esteem children. And there's no self-love. It's all about self-esteem. And the two are just, you know, none of the rules of anything apply when you are focused on high self-esteem and it's all about who I am, what I am, but underneath, and you look at, you know, anxiety, depression, uh, stress, all this stuff is because you haven't accepted who you are as a person. Yeah. You're so busy trying to be something and maintain this high self-esteem bullshit that we got to get away from it because it's, killing society yeah and i think the the macho behavior i think falls into that it's uh you know yeah self-esteem issue a man thinks he's powerful because he's you know showing or displaying this macho behavior when truth be told that's very boyish behavior you know uh most i think the, the one discerning thing is like when when a boy becomes a man is when he stops thinking about everything about himself right Exactly. He's got kids to look after, you got a wife to look after, you know, and you'll put your wife and kids before you. I know I do that all the time. Uh, I'll put my wife and kids before me. I have my business, I put my employees before me, uh, and, and, and my clients before me. Like everything goes before me. So the difference between, you know, boy and a man, you got to be able to put someone else in front of you, someone else's needs and well being before yours. Uh, and when, once you're able to do that, like this whole macho behavior, like, it doesn't serve anybody. Uh, absolutely not. It's nothing. It's a mild show of force. Big deal. No, nobody cares. Well, and that, that's the irony as we talked a few minutes ago. Half these dudes have never been in a fight. If they were ever in a fight, they'd behave a whole lot different because they know that the big dude down on the corner could probably kick the living shit at Yeah. Yeah, amen. Amen. No, that's good. That's good. I think it's powerful that we fucking blew up the YouTube as an authoritative source narrative. I think this conversation about when the boy becomes a man is very, very powerful as well. And I think the conversation about a man um, learning how to become a man when he fucking gets punched in the face once in a while is very powerful as well. And that's missing from our society today. Hell, maybe yeah. we need to maybe we need to fucking instigate some fights. <laughs> well, you know, uh, the, you know, I, I, I would not 
disagree with that at all. Like, you know, I, I've done martial arts classes, and part of our classes, especially as as in, in our classes, it's like you're going to take some on the you know on the chin and the face and the ear. It's all controlled, so it's it's relatively safe. But yeah, like, yep. how can uh, you know? I think I think there was someone was quoted saying something like, "Yeah, you never you never know, you know, what it's like until you get a you know punch in the face." And I, I think that's true. Like every, every that just that'll reel you down to reality, right? Is once you get that, you know, punch everybody in the face. has a plan until yeah. they get a punch in the face. That's my yeah. tag one, man. A few, a few, uh, few weekends ago, we were doing uh, an overnight uh, with uh, with uh, one of the teams that I'm on of, of men, and for shits and giggles, we were wrestling in the yard. Now I'm 45, wrestling with a 25 year old. <laughs> it was all good. No one got hurt. But you know, yeah, yeah, I think I, I think really uh, he's still I, putting the A five three five on every night. My seventeen, <laughs> my seventeen year old son is is a pretty strapping young man, and I think right now me uh, me taking him on physically would would go worse for wear for me, not him. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes though, it's not about winning or losing the battle; it's about whether or not you'll actually engage in it, right? Yeah, but that, that's happened before too, where two men will stand up to each other, and it doesn't matter who wins or loses. The fact. You know, actually, I I, uh, I had a cousin that was in, in prison, and he was saying, like, soon as someone tries to push you around, you got to drop down, take your lumps if you have to take your lumps, and you give as many as you can. But if you don't and you cower, then you're screwed. Oh, right? literally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, sometimes that's what it's got to be. You got to stand up whether whether or not you're going to win or lose. It, that's, that's, you know, it's not about the beating. It's about standing up, right? Well, I think that the, the whole macho thing comes through from this this whole everywhere on social media. Like, what is what is freedom? You know, everybody's striving to make lots of money and be free. Well, that's a purposeless life without a fucking purpose. You're doomed. You know, yeah, you literally, as Justin says, you're just putting in fucking time. Let's talk about two things and then we'll wrap up, right? So what is freedom to a man? Well, Justin Sterling and you, Richmond, have always said freedom to a man is surrendering to a purpose and having no choice, right? Yeah. So what's freedom to a woman? That's an interesting question that I've never really fully understood. Did you want to call a woman? <laughs> I don't know. No, well, listen. It, it, it's it, it's it's actually a, a a worthy a worthy thing for a man to yeah. understand, you know, because um, I don't know that I really understand it at all. Well, I don't think women do these days either. That's part of the problem. That's that's why there's a lot of confused men out there. Why why would why would we understand what freedom would be for a woman? For us, as you know, being men, we shouldn't really understand it. I got. I don't know how Justin figured it out, but as far as I remember, I remember I remember him saying like uh, freedom, freedom for a woman. It was like having multiple choices. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you look at if you look at a woman in her sexual prime when she's in her early twenties, like the men are usually staring her down all, all left, right, all day center. long. Yeah, yeah. So she's got she she you know generally she can choose you know which mate she wants. You know, and then when you get you get a little older, they start getting into shopping. Oh God, have you ever shopped with a woman, man? Oh, they'll look at ten different dresses and go back to the very first one that they looked at. Yeah, I've shopped with a woman a lot, brother. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
So I don't know how you do it. I'm one of those weird fucking men who actually likes going shopping with his woman. I love it. A lot of men hate it, but I fucking love it. I like going there. I like watching her do her thing. I like watching her get dressed. I like I like it. It's fun for me. No, I mean I'm purpose driven. If we're if we're there, we're, if there's something you need, that's fucking get it, get out. Well, it's funny because that that's kind of we I, I invented goddess days with Susan because it drove me nuts. You know, oh we go here and we go here and then we got to go four miles back where we just came from and it's like what the fuck. And uh, so that put me on purpose was that was her day. I drove her wherever the hell she wanted did whatever she wanted. Some days she just wanted to sit around the house and watch TV, whatever. But if you want to go shopping, I'm not going to be pissed off. I'm going to be there to support you. So it gave me a purpose for the day. Yeah. But I think, I, I think the biggest thing and, and with, with all, all the shit I see on YouTube about women is like, they, they are so busy trying to walk the line between masculine behaviors and feminine behaviors that they're all, thoroughly confused and it's my never to be humble opinion that if they would embrace their femininity and be soft and vulnerable that is really the true source of their power as women and men would follow them rather than them trying to be in their masculine and compete with us they're so much fucking better than we are if they just get out of their own way embrace their feminine power they can get a man to do whatever the fuck they want mm-hmm. Truth. but Truth. when they compete with us they can't no you know, when uh, they compete with us it's fucked it's totally yeah, fucked yeah. but when they fucking are in their feminine power all we want to do is make them happy that's all we want to do you know, well, i think we have I've crawled through fucking glass for 10 miles to make that lady you know whatever she needed i, I think we have a like a very a very gen- not genetic, but a, a, a nature thought process ingrained in us that's that's now not working out for us. And it's this this having our 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 choices validated by having someone else make the same choice. And I think that's what we're starting to see is you know one woman was taking on a more masculine role, and for her to validate her decision of doing that, she had to convince others, and now it's starting to snowball. And that's that's what I see, and I see it all the time. Like. Yeah. Like, like you, you see it now with the with the with the with the transgenders with going on and this all this ideology trying to convince children to to, to do some crazy shit. Yeah, that's and fun. really, like, when, it, we when you boil it down, it's just it's just an individual trying to validate their life choices yep. by having someone else do it because that's that's human nature, right? Like once once we can, like, for me especially, when I when I get when I. I keep this always in the back of my mind uh, because we'll do it unknowing, right? It's like, oh, you know, I had this great steak at this place, Blue. You should go try this place out, you know. And Blue goes there and says, yeah, you know, Arps, the the steak there is fantastic. Boom, my my decision of going to buy that steak was validated. Uh, and now now I keep myself aware of that. And if, if every man out there, again, this is all part of that whole mental sovereignty and self sufficiency, knowing that you're going to do this, you know. Is something to keep in your head because you you don't we don't need as a man you don't need validation, no, right? And we shouldn't be seeking no. that either. You know, if Blue turns to me and he says, "Hey, Arps, where do I get a good steak?" I'll tell him to barbecue it himself. But beyond that, that's funny, me, bro. If you ask me, I'll tell you. But I'm not going to turn yeah. to Blue and say, "Hey, man, you should go try this place out." Blah, 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 blah. Who gives a shit? I had a good steak there. That's all good, man. Yeah, 
And then, you know, <clears throat> you know, men listening to this podcast, that's that's the way it should be. You know, yeah. well, and it ties back into the macho too. Nine yeah. times out of ten, I see these men everything they do for their women is for self-validation. Self-validation. That's not what she sure. wants, dude. <laughs> no. She wants a man who can stand on his own two feet and have her and I don't care how feminist they are, when you have a woman that you have feel taken care of, she will soften. I guarantee it. It's, but you know the best part with women. their DNA the same as it's in our DNA yeah. to A, try and solve their problems, which is a problem for us, and B, make them feel taken care of. And they, you know, do whatever it takes Amen. to make them. Yeah. So, so men, this has been a really good episode and we will bring more of these uh, additional topics into future segments of the misguided man. <laughs> and uh, today, hey, I resemble I, that remark. Yeah, today I um I learned a ton. I took a lot of notes. Um you know, I started taking notes. I got one, two, three, four, four and a half pages worth of notes from our conversation. So I really appreciate this. The most important thing for me really is to get that message out to men and really to people in general that you got to start looking at marketers and influencers with the ability to get eyeballs as being authoritative and definitive. Mm -hmm as real authorities that you ought to listen to because they know what the fuck they're talking about because they don't. And in fact, the fact that someone is popular and on YouTube is being followed should make you very skeptical that anything they say is valuable whatsoever. It should make you test and double test every theory they put before you before you accept it as valid. And you should look for the people nobody knows about. Because as always, the most popular person is usually the dumbest person, the person with the least amount of actual intellectual value to offer you in your life. And the smartest person is someone hardly anybody knows, but some professional folks in their arena. People that are professionally famous are the people that really know what the fuck they're doing and what the fuck they're talking about. And that's really yeah, important for everybody to understand you got to do your due diligence, man. You don't just take the guy's opinion that, you know, and, oh, look at him. No, nobody's doing their due diligence. That's the problem. Nobody's doing oh, their due diligence. They're going on YouTube. They're going on Instagram. They're watching a short. They're not even watching the full fucking video these days. They're watching a short. That's right. I'm going to do that. No. Stop. Be a fucking thinker, okay? You may think Baloo's crazy, but Baloo's got a stack of fucking books here behind him that he actually reads. Why should you listen to Baloo? He's talking to smart men like Arpa and Richmond. He's got a stack of fucking books that he's actually read and is erudite and talks about him. You want to listen to me about not everything, but certain things. Instead of, as an example, Andrew fucking Tate. No offense to Andrew Tate. He knows how to build a fucking OnlyFans-like business. God bless him. You want to build an OnlyFans-like business? That's you? Maybe you should listen to Andrew Tate. But you want to listen how to be a fucking man in the world? Oh, all it is to be a man in the world is go work hard, make a lot of money, and be able to say fuck you to people? I got news for you. That's yeah. maybe one-fifth of what a man's job is. At best. At best. At best. Yeah. 
Yeah, invariably I'll come across one of his shorts and I go, gee, yeah, yeah, that's not bad advice, you know, and then I'll watch the next one. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he talks about he talks about things that honestly he knows nothing about. He's 35 years old. Yep. Don't believe he's ever been married. Certainly never been divorced. He's been living a playboy lifestyle all his life. And I'm telling you as a man, that is not the ideal lifestyle for men to live. Most men are not going to live that lifestyle. If you're looking at him going, man, I wish I were him. Maybe you ought to rethink that. Maybe you ought to rethink that. So this was valuable. The misguided man, macho versus masculine fan, fantastic episode. Man, it was an honor to do this with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Man Podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at SovereignMan.ca.